KSBR Mission Viejo. Orange County's 88.5. And online at KSBR.org. From the campus of Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing with Bob Goodman on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. Well, boys and girls, not quite summer-like this Saturday afternoon. It's kind of been weird, you know. It's uh, You go out in the morning and it's overcast, it's cold, and all of a sudden the sun comes out and feeling summer-like and... Then the clouds roll in again here and uh, gets cold again. And uh, I think we had some uh, showers last night, at least uh, in my backyard. Everything seemed to uh, be wet. Well, anyway, we do have clouds. We have uh, a mix of clouds and sunshine. There is some blue sky out there. And uh, we have a very lovely 72 degrees right now outside our studios, high atop the campus of Saddleback College. If you're going out this evening, you're going to find some patchy drizzle. That's what it was. Patchy drizzle. (laughs) After midnight and uh, uh, overnight low, just about 56. Tomorrow when you wake up, not that I presume to know what time you wake up, you're going to find some more patchy drizzle before 11 a.m., You know, it's June gloom, mostly cloudy skies. We're going to top out only at 65 tomorrow. And looking ahead to the work week, I know. Well, it's going to be kind of mixed Monday, and then Tuesday we'll get the sunshine back with a high near 80. And as we get close to next weekend, we will be approaching summer-like temperatures up near 90. As I mentioned, it's 72 degrees under partly cloudy skies and a great show as always lined up. I've got, uh, well, our featured artist is a feature as we, uh, I guess we're doing this the entire month. It's not an artist. It's more of a feature as, uh, 1967 seemed to have been a kind of, uh, watershed year for a lot of things. And of course the release 50 years ago last week of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So I've put together, uh, well, about 75 to 80 minutes worth of uh, some interesting stuff, including uh, I got my box set, and uh, 
there's a lot of new recordings and they sound quite good. So we're going to delve into uh, Sergeant Pepper. We'll uh, listen to how it was produced, uh, courtesy of George Martin and the Beatles. So that's coming up somewhere around 4.30-ish. In the meantime, the requisite music without boundaries. So stick around and we'll get things going. Also, I've got uh, three pairs of tickets to give away for Don McLean, Mr. American Pie. He's going to be at the Coach House this Friday evening. So uh, we'll be giving away tickets for that, perhaps one per hour. So stick around for that. In the meantime, it's time for the tunes. Speaking of the Coach House, those of you that won tickets... And those of you that uh, didn't but are Jean-Luc Ponty fans, this uh, this past Wednesday evening, Jean-Luc Ponty made a rare appearance at a very nice, intimate venue and uh, just knocked everybody's socks off. Standing ovation for just about every song. So I'm going to start things off with a little bit of Jean-Luc.
Angry earth men did confront me And I could hardly speak They met me in a hurry They left me tired and sore And when I'm fit for wishing I hope they'll come no more Well Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing with Bob Goodman on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR C-Train. It's a beautiful day in Jean-Luc Ponty. And now that I've got your attention...
Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing with Bob Goodman on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. Ten years after featuring the guitar work and vocals of one Alvin Lee. Alvin no longer with us, except in spirit and with lots of vinyl, lots of vinyl. I Can't Keep From Crying, a song written by Al Cooper, and that's how we connect the dots. We'll get to that later. Uh, ten years after, that's from their uh, debut album recorded in uh, 1967. Right before that, Robin Trower and uh, his landmark recording, Bridge of Size. And uh, we pulled one from that called Day of the Eagle. Robin Trower, Bloodwind Pig right before that, featuring Mick Abrams, former member of Jethro Tull. And that's how we connected dots with those two songs, the first two of this set. Bloodwind Pig, uh, you remember the ubiquitous Dear Jill, just played uh, everywhere on the FM dial back in the day. It's Only Love from the first Bloodwind Pig album, and uh, start things off, innocently enough, with Jethro Tull, Mick Abrams' former home, decided uh, they were going in quite a different direction. Wanted He wanted to stay uh, a little bit more uh, bluesy and... Uh, Formed his own group, left uh, Jethro, and uh, from the first album without Mick Abrams, which was the second recording called Stand Up, we heard Back to the Family. Let's uh, revisit the first set. It ended with a tune by a group called Sea Train, which was uh, the splinters of a group called The Blues Project in New York City, one which I know very well because I saw them play so, so many times in the East Village which was their residence back in the days of uh, late 60s, 1966, 67. And uh, the two members, Andy Kohlberg and Roy Blumenthal, formed a group called Sea Train. They brought along Richard Green on electric violin, and the rest is history from 1970's second recording, Sea Train. We heard 13 questions, and uh, this uh, whole set, we just reminds me of uh, an old saying that if you live long enough, certain things will happen. And uh, I guess we all lived long enough for the violin to become such a hip instrument. Back when I was a kid, to me, the violin was Jack Benny. And it wasn't, uh, or Henny Youngman. Not very hip, but uh, guys like Don Sugarcane Harris, Papa John Creech, Jean-Luc Ponty and uh, many others, including Richard Green of C-Train uh, and David Laflamme of uh, It's a Beautiful Day, who we heard right before that from an album called Marrying Maiden. There's a second album. It's a Beautiful Day and uh, paying homage to Don Sugarcane Harris, uh, the great violin player who played on many recordings during the uh, rock era, had a group during the uh, R&B days and doo-wop days 
called Don and Dewey. And uh, then uh, dropped the guitar and took up the violin, and the rest is history. He appeared with John Mayo on that wonderful album called USA Union. Don Sugarcane Harris, also no longer with us, except in spirit. Don and Dewey, a song written by Don. His real name was Don Bowman, and he adopted the name Harris, and they called him Sugarcane perhaps because he was so sweet on the violin. Modern Times Blues started everything off with Jean-Luc Ponty and a duet with the great George Benson on guitar. It's from an album called Open Mind. And those of us that uh, had the pleasure of seeing Jean-Luc Ponty this past Wednesday evening, man, what a great show. If you get a chance to see Jean-Luc his band is so tight, and he plays all the early stuff. It's just a great show. We'll be right back, right after this. And we're back on a whole nother thing. Thanks so much for sharing your Saturday with me. And uh, we've got great, a lot of great music coming up. As I mentioned, at uh, approximately 4.30, we'll begin our feature this week, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I would typically do it like last weekend because that would have been more in in time with it it was actually released in uh, in the UK on June 1st released in the US on June 2nd last Saturday was June 3rd it perhaps would have made more sense but uh my son Neil got me a birthday gift from April and pre-ordered the box set and I wanted to make sure that I had the latest and the greatest uh, recordings uh, to pass along to you, and uh, that's why we waited till this week. It's uh, well worth the waiting. The mixes are, uh, I just, I'm just in love with it. From Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing with Bob Goodman.
From Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing with Bob Goodman on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. See, I'm no one-trick pony. We just uh, slid from the 60s into the 80s rather seamlessly. I'm not in love. 10CC started things off. We slid on into Mr. Mister. Yes, Mr. Mister. Uh, a couple of studio guys from L.A. and... uh one of uh, two hits. They're a two-hit wonder and a tune called Broken Wings. It's from an album released in 1985 called Welcome to the Real World. Chalk Hills and Children, always one of my favorites from a group called XTC. That's from their 1989 Oranges and Lemons collection. And finish things off with Alive and Kickin', courtesy of Simple Minds, also from 1985. You can find that on a album called 
Once Upon a Time, and we'll be right back. KSBR Mission Viejo. Orange County's 88.5. KSBR is a community service of Saddleback College Radio and Television. And we're back on a whole nother thing on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. Thanks. As always, there's no place else I'd rather be. And thank you so much for letting me play some records for you. Uh, let's see. We're going to give away some tickets. Uh, Coach House. Remember American Pie? Well, Don McLean. Well, on Friday, June 16th, the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano welcomes back a singer-songwriter, of course, best known for his iconic anthem, American Pie. Don McLean, if you'd like more information on this concert, you can visit thecoachhouse.com. And right now, I've got a pair of tickets to give away, courtesy of the Coach House. Just be the number one caller at 949-582-5727. Going to get you in the mood with a set before we uh, get to our feature, Sergeant Pepper. So uh, close your eyes. Open up a jar of some wild mountain honey. Stars after a setting sun You run for the money You don't even know about wild mountain The stars, the moon and the
perfume will be of an excellent style. And apart from that, he'll be so kind in consenting to blow your mind. Fat friends love airways, get you there on time. Fly trends love airways, get you there on Ride away on his silver bike, and apart from that, he'll be so kind in consenting to blow your mind. Flat jabers an airplane, get their own time. Flat jabers an airplane. They're all Ride away on his silver bike, and apart from that, he'll be so kind in consenting to blow your mind. Fine friends love airways, get you there on time. Fine friends love airways. Get you there on time. Be the fireman to mount her to the thirty-nine thousand feet. Captain, I am your servant.
Supported FM 88.5 KSBR. Important of things to come. Strawberry Fields released with uh, Penny Lane. Two double A sides. Not a B side, but a double A side. And uh, actually was supposed to be on Sgt. Pepper. And uh, they were anxious to get another single out. And they pulled that because it was one of the first. That and Penny Lane with the two uh, first recordings of that session, that famous, legendary session of November 1966 when it's all started and uh, took whew, like over 700 hours to create Sergeant Pepper. So I thought I'd get you in the mood. We had traffic from Mr. Fantasy, Colored Rain, the Beatles, of course, and uh, another indication of what was coming. Tomorrow Never Knows from Revolver. And uh, Donovan gave us Fat Angel. Spirit from their first album, a very fine first album. Girl in Your Eye. And Steve Miller got us all started with some wild mountain honey. 28 before the hour, this is a whole nother thing. Our feature coming up right after this. Congratulations go to Sherry Miller of Rancho Santa Margarita, California. She's won a pair of tickets to see Don McLean at the Coach House this coming Friday night, the 16th of June. We'll give away another couple of pairs in the next 90 minutes, so stay tuned. And we're back on a whole nother thing on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. June 1st and June 2nd here in the States, was the official release date of uh, an album much anticipated. No one knew that it was going to be the game changer. It uh, came, it became, it uh, changed pop culture forever. And uh, we're going to explore that with uh, some new recordings of some very familiar product, you know, after five years of uh, constant touring, five years of recording and all the massive media attention, the Beatles decided not to tour anymore and they would become a studio band. 
And so with that, they entered the Abbey Road Studios in November of 1966 and spent the next 129 days making the most creative album in rock history. Well, this kind of work put into an album was almost unheard of. One tally of the time spent creating Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band accounted for over 700 hours. By contrast, the group's first album, Please Please Me, that was recorded in just 585 minutes. An interesting side note about the making of Sgt. Pepper, Brian Epstein, their manager, already stressed out because of an increasing distance growing between him and the Beatles, became even more anxious about the numerous drug references in the in the album. He had already faced criticism for John's 1966 Bigger Than Jesus remark and was worried what an album like Sgt. Pepper would do to further tarnish the band's clean-cut image he had worked so hard to establish. At one point, he had written himself a note about the possibility of the album in a brown paper bag. The songs for the album were recorded in the following order. On December 6, 1966, When I'm 64. January 19, 1967, A Day in the Life. February 1, 1967, the title song. February 8th, Good Morning, Good Morning. February 17th, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Fixing a Hole was recorded on February 21st. Lovely Reader. February 23rd, Lucy in the Sky on March 1st. Getting Better, March 9th. She's Leaving Home, March 17th. Within You, Without You, March 22nd. With a Little Help from My Friends was recorded on March 29th. 1967, and the reprise to the title song on April 1st. The songs Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane were recorded during the uh, initial sessions and were released as a single in December of 1966. The song, only a northern song from the uh, Yellow Submarine soundtrack, was also recorded during this time. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We're going to hear from some of the boys and George Martin. On the 24th of November 1966, a Thursday, the Beatles came into Abbey Road Studios to start the new album. And the track they started with didn't appear on the album. It was a song called Strawberry Fields, and the way it was done that night, that Thursday, was virtually complete. We actually made virtually a master. And it was the way I heard it originally when John sang it to me. And it was a sweet, gentle, simple song. Starting with the verse, you'll notice, not the chorus. Standing all you see It's getting hard to be someone but it all We were still in our primitive state in technology in those days. 1966, we were just recording in four-track. No Bass and guitar add to it. Still nothing else. Dead simple. That is, you can't, you know, tune in, but it's all right. Now we have a slide guitar played by George added, curious enough, on the vocal track. Listen. Just on the vocal track. 
I think that version is very charming. A very simple version of a very simple song. But in fact, it never appeared like that, and no one's ever heard that one since. We left that evening, and John thought about it, and Paul thought about it over the weekend. And on Monday, we tackled it again, quite differently. John decided he wanted it in lower key. It had an introduction for the first time, which was played on that weird instrument, the Mellotron, and became a really key feature. And it started with the chorus, rather than the verse. Strawberry feels immediately, isn't it? Let me take you down. It was going to be boring to just make another Beatles album, and we'd stopped touring. We now had this huge, liberated opportunity. We could do anything we wanted. I went on a trip to America and came back and had this idea on the plane. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It was all very uh, Uncle Joe's. I think the only difficulty about talking honestly about that period is that now the drug scene is a much heavier thing. And if you're now in any way seen to incite uh, or advocate drug taking, you're now talking about crack. You're now talking about glue sniffing. You're now talking about life-threatening things. So I, I don't actually like doing it because of that. It can easily be misconceived. If you could go back to the period and everyone could understand how the period was and kind of how innocent it was, then it is easier to talk about it. It mightn't have affected creativity to, for other people. I know it did for us and it did for me. I mean, the first thing, I mean, that people who smoked marijuana um, and were into music is that somehow it focuses your attention better on the music. And so you can hear it clearer. Um, or oh, that's how it appeared to be. Um, you can see things, you know, or you could see things much different. I mean, LSD was something else, you know. It wasn't just, I mean, marijuana was just like having a couple of beers, really. But LSD was like more like going to the moon. John and Paul always wrote a song for Ringo in every album. With a little help, my friends proved to be the song. And Paul wrote that song and wrote it beautifully simply with just five notes that Ringo had to carry all within one little phrase of which was all in those notes. Terribly simple, terribly effective. Like his drumming, Ringo's voice is most distinctive. And on this track, he puts in a really super performance that makes the song his very own. The, the original line was, uh, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you, would you throw... Uh, would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me or would you throw tomatoes at me? And I, I would not sing that line, tomatoes at me, because uh, I hated the line anyway. And in those days, they used to throw all sorts of stuff at us on stage. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want this to become a habit either. And I, I just hated the line, so I refused to sing that line, tomatoes. So they changed it. Um, would you stand up and walk out on me? Somebody 
Besides changing that line, it took a lot of coaxing from Paul to get me to sing that last note. I just felt it was very high. I always worry about the vocals, you know, and I'm insecure when I do the vocals. I still am, and I was then. And so he would, you know, get me up, and uh, we finally got the, the uh, that last note. I found it very fascinating, actually, working with George on that, in trying to get from English musicians what the Indians were already giving us. It started out by being George working with a Dilruba player, which is a kind of Indian violin. And, uh, and then I had to copy that with a bank of English uh, violinists. Here we had the Dilrubas on two, and our English instruments joining in on track three, but George answering on sitar. Here it is. And pizzicato strings accompanying him. Bit of slurpy cello. Doing the same thing as the Duruba. It was just my way of trying to make a Western pop song using some of those instruments and some of those sounds. I suppose it is a museum piece. It evoked the spirit of the age, of the Carnaby Street and Mary Quant. It was a joyous spurting out of life. and it was peace and it was love and it was music. This, the songwriting team thing will keep going on whatever happens, will it? Yeah, we'll probably carry on writing music forever, you know. It's getting better all the time. That's probably the, the big difference, is that people played it a bit safe in popular music. But I think that's what we suddenly realised, is that you didn't have to. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in I remember track by track, it was exciting at that time. Nothing like it had ever been. I noticed I was late Found my coat and grabbed my hat Made the bus in seconds flat 
1966, the Beatles had been working most successfully for three years. They'd conquered the world in a way nobody else had done before. And yet things started to fall apart. All sorts of troubles beset them. John Lennon had made his famous remark about being more popular than Jesus Christ, which, although arguably true, caused a great deal of upset in America. They were performing incessantly. They had heavy guards wherever they went. And when they went to the Philippines, they barely escaped with their lives after they had offended President Marcos by not turning up at one of his receptions. And Imelda Marcos was outraged at the way the Beatles had ignored her, so they decided they didn't want to tour again. They were fed up. They really wanted to lead something of a normal life. It was going to be boring to just make another Beatles album, and we'd stopped touring. We now had this huge, liberated opportunity. We could do anything we wanted. I went on a trip to America and came back and had this idea on the plane. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Good Band. Sergeant Pepper, the opening track of the album. Really a good old-fashioned rocker. Starts off with applause, or rather atmosphere noise, from a recording I made up in Cambridge with Beyond the Fringe Crowd, Dudley Moore and company. And this super electric guitar and tied together beautifully by a great rock voice and Paul. Listen to this. You've got sawdust in his voice there. And then a bit of classical work, bringing in four French horns. Always there's the audience punctuating the whole thing. And then the chorus, singing the chorus. We hope you will enjoy the show. Sergeant Pepper's lonely And together with the audience and the horns, it's an exciting thing saying, come and join our show, listen to us, we're a great band.
into an antique shop in Seven Oaks in Kent. And we were looking at what they had there, and John pulled out this thing that he found, which was said, the benefit of Mr Kite, and it was virtually all the lyrics to that song. When I saw it, it was hanging up in the hall of his house in, in Surrey, and it had everything that the song has on it. It had the Henderson Twins and Pablo Fanke's Fair, and all those words were written on the poster. breakfast commercial and uh, I suppose that triggered something in John which made him write the song and again he drew his inspiration from very mundane ordinary things like time for tea and meet the wife meet the wife was a television serial it kind of indicates the suburbanality of his songs and the very Englishness of the whole thing good morning was typical of him that it was um, of odd meters but sounded perfectly natural I mean, he would have a 3-4 bar, 4-4 four, four bar, 5-4 four bar, even without knowing it. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2. Nothing to do to save his life, call his wife in. Nothing to say, but what a day, how's your boy been? 
nothing to do, it's up to you. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Everybody knows there's nothing doing. Everything is closed. It's like a ruin. Everyone you see is half asleep. And you're on your own. You're in the street. After a while, you start to smile. Now you feel cool. Then you decide to take a walk by the old school. Nothing has changed. It's still the same. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. It's time for tea and meet the wife. Somebody needs to know that I'm glad that I'm here. Watching the skirt, you start to flirt. Now you're in gear. Go to a show, you hope she goes. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Memory I have of Sergeant Pepper is I learned to play chess on it. <laughs> we were we were changing our method of working at that time, and instead of now looking for catchy singles, catchy singles, catchy singles, it was now to to do more. It was more like writing your novel, the Sergeant Pepper thing for me definitely. It was much more a kind of overall concept. Wow, you know,、uh, and you can see that in the packaging. I'm fixing a hole. Where the rain gets in and stops my mind from wandering, where it will go. I'm feeling the cracks that ran through the door and kept my mind from wandering. Come on. 
hadn't really been exploited up to up to pepper and um, when the boys decided what they wanted they wanted really to put all of their heroes on the album in some form or another john and paul always wrote a song for ringo in every album with a little help my friends proved to be the song and paul wrote that song and wrote it beautifully simply with just five notes that ringo had to carry all within one little phrase of which was... A lot of coaxing from Paul to get me to sing that last note. I just felt it was very high. I always worry about the vocals, you know, and I'm insecure when I do the vocals. I still am, and I was then. And so he would, you know, get me up, and uh, we finally got the, the, uh, that last note. Would you think if I sang out a tune Would you stand up and walk out on me Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key
real story about Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds was I showed up at John's house one day and he said to me, look at this great drawing Julian's just done. And he showed me, I remember it very well. It was a kid's drawing and kids always have people floating around like Chagall does in all these things. They're always just floating. I think it's just something to do with the kids don't realise people have to be put on the ground. John had said, what's it called then? And Julian had said, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, you know, as you do with kids. And John went, ding! They were able to conjure up a wonderfully evocative image with very sparse material. And the opening to Lucy is a, is a really case in point. It's, it's a most wonderful phrase. I think, you know, if Beethoven had been around, he wouldn't have minded one of those. And over that very, very simple and beautiful phrase, John sang just one note. He developed it. I mean, he had a way of finding out what he wanted to sing, even as we were recording. But to begin with, all he sang was, Picture yourself on a boat on a river. Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly A girl with kaleidoscope
probably the most momentous song on the album, A Day in the Life, began in a very simple way. And we've got the rehearsal take, take one, the very first time we heard it, um, with John giving a few instructions to people, as usual, just before he starts it. John was singing while he was playing his acoustic guitar. Paul was on piano. George was playing maracas, I think, and certainly Ringo was on bongos. John counts in by saying sugar plum fairy, sugar plum fairy. Sugar plum fairy, sugar plum fairy. Even in this early take, he has a voice which sends shivers down the spine. I saw the photograph. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. Stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was on the house of I saw a film today, oh boy. The English army had just won the war. A crowd of people turned away. I just had to look Having read the
cheer and Though the holes were rather small They had to count them all Now they know how many holes it takes to fill the confess that when we were going through Pepper, people were saying, how's it coming along? I said, fine, you know. And I must confess that as we were getting longer and longer into the album, and more and more avant-garde, I was wondering whether we were being a little bit over the top and a little bit maybe pretentious. Uh, just a slight nickel of worry. I thought, well, well, is the public ready for this yet? The musical papers, which you used to read, were started to slag us off because we hadn't done anything, because it took five months to record... And I remember with great glee seeing in one of the papers, oh, the Beatles have dried up. There's nothing coming from them. They've been in the studio, they can't think what they're doing. And I was sort of sitting rubbing my hands saying, you just wait. You just wait. We're going to get to the box set in just a moment. This is listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR, our uh, salute to the 50th anniversary of the release of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band on listener-supported FM 88.5 KSBR. From Saddleback College, radio and television, KSBR Mission Viejo. Orange County's 88.5. And online at KSBR.org. It's getting better all the time. I used to get mad at my school.
religion clutching a handkerchief Quietly turning the back door key Stepping outside she is free Picks up the letter that's lying there Standing alone at the top of the stairs She breaks down and cries to her husband Daddy, our baby's gone Why would she treat us so thoughtlessly? How could she do this to me? She made meeting a man from the motor trade. She
Mr. K performs his tricks without a sound. And Mr. H will demonstrate ten somersets he'll undertake on solid ground. Bing, bing, some days in preparation, a splendid time is guaranteed for all. And tonight, Mr. Kite is humming the bill. Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing. Bob Goodman on listener-supported FM, 88.5 KSBR. You know, the box set, the uh, the mix, I mean, some purists are going to say, oh, no, it should be in mono because uh, that's the way it was intended and, uh, you know, all that nonsense. But I got to tell you that uh, the new recordings, the remastering, the, the time that they spent in the studio was well-served. It just... Uh, Opens everything up and the, uh, you know, Sgt. Pepper was one of those albums in 1967 we used as a reference. Well, we used as a reference for our own. Every time we, we would listen to it on a different audio system, different stereo system, hi-fi, whatever you want to call it. I mean, when I bought the record, I had a uh, portable phonograph, you know. Not very high tech. And, uh, the first time I heard it at a friend's house on good equipment with good speakers and just, it just opened up a whole new, uh, experience for me. And, and then, and then there's the first time you ever heard it on headphones. And I think most of us in our generation that grew up with this recording and while it was fresh have similar experiences where you, uh, Use different references, and uh, I guess most telling was the first time I heard it with headphones. I mean, it just was staggering because nothing else was like it. The layers of uh, instruments, the, the George Martin and Jeff Emmerich, the engineer, just did a fabulous job. And this remastering by George's son, just uh, just amazing. So uh you don't have to spend 150 bucks for a box set. I think there's a uh, just a CD available. I'm not sure, but uh it's a very special record to me and uh, I got it as a birthday present and uh, I'm so glad I did because it's uh I haven't even gotten into the DVD part yet. It's like I said, it's very special anybody that grew up during this time. I mean, I was a uh, about to enter my senior year of high school when this record was released. It was in between my uh, junior and senior year and perhaps the most special summer of my life. So uh, Sergeant Pepper was the perfect soundtrack, if you will. We're going to be right back. Let's continue with uh, the newly remastered Sergeant Pepper 
Never thought this song would have any meaning to me. When I get older, losing my hair, many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I'd been out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?
say, but what a day. How's your boy been? Nothing to do, it's up to you. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Sunshine, 
Saddleback College, it's a whole nother thing. Our celebration of the 50th anniversary of Sergeant Pepper has concluded with that final note. The summer of 1967.
get to know you. Yes, I would. But I'd like to get to know you. If I could. But I'd like to get to know you. Finally, I found searching all around just was not the answer. One I thought was true looked a bit like you. I figured I might chance her. But I'd like to get to know you. Yes, I would. But I'd like to get to know you.
said that you'd believe me Then why'd you ever leave me I'm standing here all alone Without a girl of mine Can't you see You're hurting me Don't you care song from the summer of 1967, The Hollies, Carrie Ann, perhaps uh, the last time we heard Graham on a Hollies record that uh, just filled the airwaves. Orpheus, can't find a time to tell you 
and uh, Spanky and our gang. I'd like to get to know you some songs, perhaps inspired by Sergeant Pepper. Wow, where did time go? Hope you enjoyed our uh, tribute, the sound clips and the making of uh, Sergeant Pepper, as told by the principal architects, that being uh, George Martin and, of course, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. We'll never be the same because of them. It's a couple of minutes before 6 o'clock. Uh, congratulations go out to Peggy Mulcahy of San Clemente and Jim Hines of Dana Point. They've won tickets to see Don McLean at the Coach House, courtesy of the Coach House this Friday. I believe my buddies The Blend will be giving away a pair or two. Well, that's going to do it. They're playing my song. Time for me to scoot on out. Make way for the uh, Bash Brothers, Don and JJ. If you haven't heard it, it's a show. It's called The Blend. It's quite good. They're going to take you to 9 o'clock, as they do every Saturday evening. In the meantime, I implore you to be careful and to be kind, most of all, kind to your fellow human beings. After all... We're all we've got. And thank you once again for letting me play some records for you. There's no place else I'd rather be every Saturday. Next Saturday, we'll celebrate the 50th anniversary, a lot of 50s, 50th anniversary of uh, Monterey Pop. It's the mega concert festival that uh, introduced us to Janice, Jimmy, and uh, Otis. Until then, this is your friend Bob Goodman saying, see ya.